This is Roots and Stems, an indigenous language podcast brought to you by Sea Alaska Heritage. Roots and Stems is where we dig in and explore ways to support and join language revitalization efforts. My name is Akla, and in this episode, I am talking with Devlin Anderstrom, Shako Ish, Glory Wolf, Ashish Kla. In 2016, I had the opportunity to interview people participating in the Tlingit Mentor Apprentice Program. Sometimes language work and learning can feel isolating, and for me, it is helpful to hear other people's point of view. So I started the interview with asking them not just what draws them to the language, but what keeps them going. I really enjoyed the discussion that happened, and so I won't be jumping in too much. Well, I think... One of the things, one of my favorite things about the language is that I can work on this language and feel like uh, I can feel fulfilled because of how important it is to me and to to all of our people, the Sengit people, because um, really it's, it's a big part of our identity and we almost lost it and right now we're really fighting to try and keep it and to me when I think about it and when I I realize that I'm a part of that effort that I'm working with all these people to try and save this this language for our kids and our grandkids and our great-grandkids it's just I don't know it's it makes it so so fulfilling, I guess. I can't think of another way to put it. Um, it's a really satisfying line of work mm-hmm. to be working with language revitalization. So for me, um, what what I like about the language um, itself, because I, I'd have to agree with Shakoish uh, and his sentiments on um, what what drives language knowledge, but what I really like is the emotion out of the language. I really like um, the intensity of it. You know, I like the descriptions and how like sick they can be, <laughs> and how like really funny they could be, or you know, and you just have to walk around constantly describing things in this intensely like sometimes graphic way. But that's how descriptive the language is, that, it, that you can just describe the world. It's like you're constantly using, yeah, you're constantly using, it's an art form. It is like an art of language. You, you don't just say, um, you know, uh, it's, that's a beautiful building. You're like, the, the, you know, you're talking about the color and the depth and, the, and what it reminds you of, and it, it constantly brings up, uh, histor- like historical events and ideas embedded within these words. You know, it's kind of like, um, you know, when you talk about things like historical events in American history, um, when you say words like 9-11, you know, it comes with all of that history and all of that trauma and all of that emotion 
um, so many of the words that are within Tlingit language are similar to that drama. You know, it's br you learn these words and the back history and the story behind them makes you visualize these things as you're speaking it and they're everywhere within it. So when you're talking to somebody and they're telling a story, I mean, they're laughing so hard that, you know, because it's making you physically feel emotion. It's not just funny. It's like hilarious, you know, and then when it, they're trying to console you because of you, you just lost somebody or you're really sad, they're bringing up all of these events that you know that they feel the depth. It's not just like, you know, I'll give my condolences. It's like within their words, you can feel that they're weeping with you. You know, it's like mm -hmm. there's everything is so emotional. Um, that's really what I what I strive for is to talk with emotion, you know, mm -hmm. or listen with emotion. Yeah. Um, it makes everything so much more entertaining. I feel like I feel like I've talked about this before where the longer I've been studying the language, the more I'm aware of all of the things that I don't know. Gloria and Devlin talk about this too, but with a different mindset, which I really appreciate because it makes it more exciting to have all of these things to learn yet. The Tlingit language is like this big, super complex, like really amazing work of art almost that developed over countless generations and it's really really crazy to see um it's almost like the more that you learn with Tlingit language the more that you can see that there is to learn so it's like every as you move your way up and as you understand more of the language you understand how much you don't know and how much there is to learn and it's a really exciting feeling to think that there is so much to learn and so much you can do with the language and it's such a powerful language that, like she was saying, that emotion that you can feel. If, if you ever see an immersion setting where you get a bunch of fluent speakers around and they're talking to each other, you can have one person stand up and they could be talking about a subject that they might even talk about on a daily basis. But the weight that comes with saying it in Tlingit, it could bring that entire room of people, grown men and women, to tears. Um, because there's so much weight and so much power behind those words. I really enjoyed hearing Devlin and Gloria talk about the connection that is created through using our language and working on the language and also the shift in our worldview. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another thing that uh, learning the language does for me is it's incredibly grounding. It really makes me, like, when we're in a situation of immersion and I can participate, it's like, it just feels like this is how people are supposed to talk to each other. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is how, it's just something about it makes me feel, um, I don't even know how to describe it, like, a part of it. You know, I feel like... Um, it's mine, and um, I need to become more knowledgeable about, I need to become more part of this. It just makes me hungry for it more every time, because it's I'm writing down ideas and things that I hear them saying, 
and I could be learning more and participating in it more because this is me. You know, this is like, this is who I am embedded in, in my skin, you know, and in my heart. And, and it just, it's like, um, it just feels like a landscape that I need to like immerse myself in and just be a part of, you know, um, it just feels a lot more grounding. Like this is it. This is great. There's nowhere I want to be than right here, right now, you know, and it just makes me feel more whole somehow. It's very satisfying to be a part of something, especially when you're talking about yourself and your family and you tell somebody, you know, and and um and everybody who's is saying, Yeah, oh, you know, and uh and it really makes you know that you're part of this gigantic network. And that's just the introduction part, you know, and that uh, um all the confirmation and the encouragement that comes with the language and the ability to weep and be raw and to be human. Um, it's such a, um, it's, it's like a feeling of being comfortable to be naked. It's kind of a foreign process, a thing for America because we're supposed to be so covered up and we're supposed to be so like removed. But when you're speaking Tlingit, you're just being so normal. And everybody's like, hey, you're great just the way you are. And here we are, and we're, we're so happy that you are the way you are. And we were there, too, in that story. And I, I agree with you on that story. And, um, you know, they don't wait until the story's over to pull you aside and say, hey, you did a great job. <laughs> you know, it's like a, a constant encouragement. And um, I feel like it really helps to ground people to know that they're okay and they're appreciated and they're loved and such a warm feeling yeah the way that Tlingits speak and the way that they talk to it's completely different from the ways that western society views things um like she was talking about there's this this kind of new thing or to us it's new um that is happening in the world today and it's this movement for like the individual where it's all about you, it's just you, you need to worry about yourself, nobody else is going to worry about you. But for us, and you can even hear it when we talk, there's even a word for it, when they say, um, it's, we're, we're referring to each other by our kinship terms, and you do that to everybody. That's how you talk to everybody, even if somebody that's not related to you, if they're the opposite clan, my in-law, my um, opposite um and then the ones that are the same as you so there's this like this feeling that we're all part of one whole and for for all of us the when you really start to understand the language you start to understand that you're not alone you're not just one individual um you're part of this this bigger thing and there is a support system like we everybody that works with this language pretty much becomes family um, I don't know how many grandparents I've added on to my already huge list of grandparents since I started working with language and um, you know there's two guys in there right now and every time they see, they see me they'll say um, so they, they call me their younger brother because that's how close uh, our little language family has become
mean, it's a pretty amazing thing. And it just completely changes your whole worldview. The Thlingit language, um, ingrained in that language, is the way that Thlingits saw the world and the way that they thought. And when you learn that language, you start to think differently and you start to think like your ancestors did and you understand why things were the way they were. Because in Western society, it would be kind of weird if people were running around talking about the love that we have for each other all the time, you know, saying things <laughs> like, oh, I love you, uh, I love them too, you know, we love each other, everybody, you know. But for Thlingits, that's the way it is because it's truth, so they're going to say it. And um, it's really hard for a lot of people that are transitioning into Thlingit um, and I think that's why there are so few men working with it because there's this idea that men got to be real macho and masculine and stand alone. And you'll even see some old Tlingit men and you might think that about them, but the content of what they're saying, um, like spreading love and kindness, it's, it's accepted for us. And it's not only accepted, it's encouraged. That's just the way we are. And I think that's a um, pretty amazing part of our identity as Tlingit people. I feel like um, because of that, uh, it really makes people who have studied the language and understand be really aware of how they speak, you know, and it makes people be really, um, a, a lot of times in uh, American cultures and some others, it's just kind of like you need to just keep talking, you know, and you need to like fill the space and it's awkward to be in silence and all these different things, but for... Um, when you're in a, in a space of respect and mutual appreciation and love and um, care, general care for each other where you're talking to each other as if you're, you are relatives, not just as if you are, you are relatives and you are going to respect each other, um, you know, it makes for a lot more productive um, way of living. You know, there's a lot more to be done. You know, it, no wonder the art forms were so advanced. The food was easily accessible. The weather was moderate. And we really put a lot of attention towards maintaining um, peace between each other by creating this system where we had to appreciate each other. And we had to constantly remind each other um, how we're related. Mm -hmm. You constantly remind each other, like, you know, and I, I was, uh, I remember when my nephew was a lot younger, I was telling him, you know, um, a lot of the times when somebody just refers to you as their nephew, or, you know, I'll just say, hey, this is my nephew, that's another way of saying, hey, I care about you, you know, hey, I love you, and hey, you're important to me, or hey, grandson, you know, or whatever, it's, it's a constantly, constant reminder that we take care of each other. This was a really nice interview for me, and I hope that listening to it will help give you support in your language endeavors and strengthen you in your language journey. Roots and Stems is sponsored by Sea Alaska Heritage. Artwork for this podcast is by Thlingit artist Allison Bremner. The music is a Tsimshian song from Metlachadla, composed by Chuk Tugnitza Skrik, Gavin Hudson, Toerchsen, for granting us permission to use the Athkim Dim Lip Al Algagan for this podcast. 
please visit sealaskaheritage.org for more information on this podcast and other programs. Good morning.